0: ube island rams podcast recap week number six uh nothing really much to say about this game really it's rams versus a really bad giants team who were one and four before today but now they're one and five and they're just not a good team and it was expected to be a blowout and that's what we got we got a complete blowout it was done by like the first half and yeah but like i still had to say some stuff because there were some stuff i guess that happened and say my thoughts and recap certain points certain stuff during the game that i caught and other than that uh, nothing too much usually well at least what i notice when i write my uh write-ups in my other blog of course that's a uh, jfmos knows that wordpress.com if you still want to read my my older posts before i had this podcast but what i noticed that when i do those uh write-ups is that towards the middle of the season it tends to uh be a lot less content <laughs> or a lot less to write about and talk about because i mean you kind of learn more about the you learn about the team mostly in the first few weeks and then the rest of the weeks k- kind of be like um kind of just repeat themselves and you sound like a broken record like i could spend every week just saying like oh the offensive line block well uh, matthew stafford he throws really good passes dah, 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 dah. and that could get rather boring and repetitive <laughs> you don't want to hear that i don't want to hear that too and probably i also get lazy at the same time but anyways uh yeah i feel like i did learn some more stuff about matthew stafford but for the most part for this game it was just business as usual uh and yeah you'll hear about it as i go through it and just a dominant victory against new york against daniel jones and yeah let me look over my notes damn it uh so anyways uh this game was in new york and after that seattle game last week which was huge i mean that really that could have shifted our season in different directions but now we're kind of settling in and we're going on this easy stretch of games where we could win practically every game so we're just uh, using our momentum and just gaining confidence and at this game started out really rough again for the neck or the second straight week or something but what I notice is that typically with like McVay teams and what I've noticed like in the years I've watched McVay's offense. And I, I always thought it was like a Jared Goff thing. Like maybe it's just him. But to see Matthew Stafford kind of struggle with it too is making me realize that it is a Sean McVay thing. And that thing is like he has a lot of uh, drives that aren't really efficient really high risk and you know we like to throw the ball downfield and of course we have screen plays of course but it's not super easy and as a result like there's some times where we don't convert plays because they're just too difficult <laughs> and for these first two drives we got two drives ended because Matthew Stafford couldn't find anybody open downfield it wasn't really a collapse of the offensive line even though the guy that sacked him was pretty talented he had like two sacks today but they were mostly coverage sacks, which basically translate to uh, the defense really covering everybody, and Matthew Stafford having nobody to throw to. And if you're casual watching football, usually coverage sacks, you, you'll notice that the quarterback drops back, and he, you know, he's instantly supposed to make the read. I mean, he might pump fake it, of course, but right after his drop back whether it's three steps, five steps, five, seven step, whatever, he has to launch the ball downfield to a wide receiver. And if he doesn't do that and he looks around all startled and stuff, usually that means that something broke down downfield or the defense played good co- good coverage and I think it's the latter with uh New York's defense day. Recovery and everything that we had and yeah that happened in the first two drives and as a result we didn't score any points luckily we were facing like a really really bad team because on the road if you don't if you don't score if you don't score early and you fall and you fall behind to the opposing team on the road that's that's just not a good idea and that can't happen to us at home against Arizona and they're a good team where we kind of shit the bed early in the game and then we couldn't recover so yeah that's something that we have to do better at we have to score early and we have to be good for all every single quarter not just like the second half or like the end of the second quarter in order to you know win a freaking super bowl but yeah that happened and uh luckily for us the second quarter happened in this game and we scored like 28 points in the second quarter thanks to a lot of good offensive plays and defensive plays as well and i'll get to that and yeah the game was over by halftime and by the second half i was already just watching other games and i'll get to that later too but yeah talking about it uh stafford looked great had one pick but you'll see one interception on his stat sheet and just don't don't mind that that's kind of like a A bogus and a halftime throw that he made or didn't make but ignore that other than that it's a really efficient four touchdown day and like I said for the millionth time like in a Sean McVay offense with good blocking and a great quarterback I I, kind of expect numbers like that no excuses pretty much but as noted by uh Stafford last week what I said was that he has in or inconsistencies with his accuracies i didn't really ma- notice it in this game so that, that was good and yeah good game uh two great passes that i saw one with one of it was like this deep lob to cooper cup towards the right field near right right side near the uh sidelines like absolute uh dime to cooper cup in this. He was double covered as well, high and low, and of course, uh Stafford somehow put it right there in between and towards the sideline, so that was sick. And then my favorite throw from Matthew Stafford this this game was the lob to uh Hendo, uh Daryl Henderson Jr., who was running like this uh they cause they said sluggo route, but it was basically like a streak on the sidelines and he beat his defender. It's not really that hard of a pass to make, but I mean that it's just something that I didn't see Jared Goff or Jared Goff lost that ability last year so to see Stafford really nail that pass it was really good and to see Daryl Henderson really man he's he's amazing like not only could he block he could catch run routes and rush really well I mean I love him (laughs) yeah that was the offense other than that um the love triangle between Cooper Cup, Staff, and Woods is getting more and more steamy as the week, as another week passes by. Uh, a lot more even. I mean, Cooper Cup, of course, got his love, but they both had a touchdown today, so we're gonna see how much if it, it'll get more uh, steamy and spicy as the season goes on, and see who Matthew Stafford truly loves but right now i'm predicting it's going to be cooper cup who gets the final rose in the end <laughs> uh defenses uh was nice today but again there was re- there wasn't really too much to deal with i mean that new york i mean daniel jones is cool but there's nobody out there that offense isn't really potent i i mean i've seen i've seen them all. i've seen great offenses and this isn't one of them uh there's no saquon barkley i've never seen him play or yeah i've never seen him play because uh he's always injured and he got injured last week so i didn't see him play but they definitely could have used him, and i would have liked to see how he would have done against this and yeah but other than that nothing really the defense looked pretty good i'm not really mad it's a lot better than last week with uh geno smith uh having a 90 yard plus drive so there was none of that today so that's good um darius williams got hurt so robert rochelle would end up starting and i talked about the defensive backs lack of depth and luckily that that's not really an issue this week i mean it wasn't a problem uh secondary the guy i i think got the game ball today and who i would give the game ball to was a uh, Taylor Rapp had two outstanding interceptions in coverage. It was good coverage, too. And mostly taking advantage of Dan- Daniel Jones' lack of uh, taking his eyes off his main target. Because all Taylor Rapp did was just, like, read Daniel Jones perfectly. Just read his eyes. And Daniel Jones just didn't see him. I mean, he kind of had the right idea, but... But when you have a safety in the middle just kind of reading your eyes and he he's he's able to get off his coverage and just surprise him basically and he had two picks today and you know uh, again i'm asian so taylor Rapp is my guy no matter what i mean not just because he's on my team but it's just awesome to see an asian american in sports there's not a lot of us out here and especially in football so seeing him goes get these interceptions today they're they made me pretty happy and it's just awesome to see him uh finally make a big place and since he's been injured last season he missed most of last year due to injury and he had like a good game against miami i think that was his last game he had like a fumble forced fumble and then (laughs) i think jared goff would end up turning it over anyways but enough of that Shout out to Taylor Rapp representing and hopefully that gives him a boost. And on the other side, Robert Rochelle last week, you know, he got put in a fire. Just a rookie starting here and he had an interception today too on uh, Daniel Jones and the wide receiver fell down in front of him, kind of like Tyler Lockett last week. It's kind of funny, but he got the pick anyways. And yeah, shout out to Robert Rochelle and had questionable pass interference that got called or denied or didn't call it cuz it was a <laughs> yeah I love it, it was it they ruled it as an uncatchable ball so it wasn't pass interference but shout out to Rochelle shout out to uh Taylor Rapp on secondary uh and then a strip sack fumble by uh Okoronkwo Okoronkwo like it's <laughs> name I'm not used they used the say him but i i know he's on a team and he made a big play today with the uh strip on daniel jones who's not his fault for i mean he could be a little bit more active in a pocket and try and step up you know make it harder for defenders kind of like a scarecrow and it just made it, it made him easy to strip but there's nothing you could really do i mean <laughs> but i mean great quarterbacks i've seen they they just have way way better qb pocket awareness than what daniel jones had to do it deal with today and he just made himself an easy target so yeah i got strip sack on him and then other notes i got uh, ad aaron donald man like i'm telling you like i've watched him since his rookie year and i i love he's been dominant since day one like the first week i saw him i kind of got the the idea that he was special and every week i've seen him just dominate and bully people at the line since his rookie year and he does it every week but every week like i i still get astonished and i'm in awe of what stuff that he does this week no different except you probably won't see it in the highlights because he (laughs) because he tackled the wrong guy but today he breaks through a double team and then he uh (laughs) giants i think they ran like a play action bootleg or scramble and ad got the wrong person he tackled the running back instead like as soon as as soon as the running back got off the uh fake fake uh what's that handoff to from the quarterback he gets met by aaron donald like that is that's disgusting he really is the greatest of all time like i swear i don't know i don't know if like one day he'll get that title but if i don't know what else he has to do because everybody knows he's dominant maybe if we get like a super bowl victory maybe people will respect him more i mean i mean everybody everybody i hear listen to knows and respects aaron donald i mean he's voted by his peers top two top three every year and he wins the defense player of the year like every year like we know he's great but what does he got to do to be the goat i don't know but he's amazing shout out to ad and that's all i gotta say about new york uh good luck to the giants but that season's definitely over and hopefully they fix their injury issues i don't know if daniel jones is the guy i mean they're uh who knows i mean he's not that bad but good luck to him uh next week we got jared goff in the lions yeah that's gonna be the game and i wanted to go to this game because because <laughs> a it's jared goff going back to la and then tickets aren't going to be that expensive not like it was for the home opener and then tom brady but yeah i'm just saving my money and be financially responsible i already went to a game anyway but looking forward to that lions suck too so i'm expecting us to win that game uh oh actually uh one more one one last thing johnny hecker did have a fake punt pass conversion for first down and this is a big deal because i we i haven't seen this in so long i don't know i i mean he's not being utilized as this fake special team trick artist by mcveigh too often so just to see it happen again today was just kind of It's like nostalgia at this point seeing johnny hecker one of the best quarterbacks of all time complete a pass but it was denied and called back by the refs because of an unsportsmanlike penalty on both teams that i still don't understand as i speak right now because they didn't explain why they didn't even say the players they didn't seem they didn't even say a replay and yeah I, i still don't get it and I'm kinda pissed about it. Even though that play held nothing or meant nothing in the end anyways, I just demand answers by Roger Roger Goodell or somebody. Cause that's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, shout out shout out to Johnny Hecker. And since this is an early episode and if we have more early episodes, like I'll have some other talk in the end. So this week, uh, I think we're gonna talk about some cool- QB's. I collect cards. Uh, I don't think I say said it on this podcast or this part of the podcast. Yes, but yet, but I collect cards. I collect football cards, and some of it's investing. I don't like to make it investing. Like I just want to buy cards because I like cards, and I do. But there's definitely some cards that I have that I chose not only because I like it but because it's an investment as well and if you go back to my pod in february you would know that i have invested in a patrick mahomes rookie card and it costs a lot of money and i will say right now that that card is currently losing a lot of value with patrick mahomes having a really down year (laughs) this year and with that said i've been kind of joking around about like selling mahomes and buying herbert and then after today saying sell her or in the past it was sell Mahomes, buy kyler murray and then sell. And then <laughs> it was sell kyler murray and then buy herbert and then today it was buy or sell herbert buy lamar jackson and stuff like that <laughs> and it's just joking around about like picking up rookie cards of these quarterbacks with the idea that they're going to be worth a lot in the future because they're future hall of famers and all that stuff and the question is who would i take out of these five and it's they're not exactly like all the qb young qb's that are great today like like Dak prescott is really good and i don't think people really notice or they're giving him his props as much as they should but i i'll I'll leave it to these five qb's because they're kind of the young group in particular with a lot of potential you know and of course it's mahomes uh Lamar Jackson, Ravens, uh, Justin Herbert from the Chargers, Josh Allen in Buffalo, and then uh, Kyler Murray this year from the Cardinals. And you know how I feel about him. (laughs) But (laughs) the question is, I saw on YouTube, somebody said, who would you choose for the next 10 years? And I saw some, I don't know, I I got kind of pissed off reading the comments. (laughs) And unlike the NBA, I feel like in the NFL, I think more fans understand their stuff so I, I kinda respect it more and I'm not more uh agitated by it like NBA Twitter is, you know. But anyways, who would I pick? And it's a really good list. I mean you got Patrick Mahomes, MVP, incredible start to his uh career, already has a Super Bowl and then another Super Bowl appearance, losing to Tom Brady. <laughs> Unfortunately and even in that game he had stellar plays that made you still believe that he's possibly could be one of the greatest to ever do it. And then what else? Uh Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen. He's just a guy that just doesn't give a F, you know. I love how he play. Like ever since I saw him, um, the playoff game against Houston and I saw him <laughs> scrambling and right when he was he was about to get tackled, he he goes like a lateral. <laughs> After I saw that, I was like, "Oh my God, this guy doesn't give a crap," and he just plays to uh, dominate. Not, not like, like it's foolish. Like he doesn't give a f. Like he, like more of a, like he'll do whatever to win the game. Type I don't give a f, you know. And I respect that a lot. And he's super tough. He's like a quarterback. Like I've seen him, <laughs> I've seen him stiff-armed. <laughs> big D lineman trying to (laughs) trying to extend the play and I was like man this guy is amazing he's tough he's awesome and yeah he's one of my favorites as well then Lamar Jackson of course uh man anybody that grew up watching Michael Vick or experienced that era like we're seeing a lot of Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson but Lamar I feel like it's a lot more nicer passing the ball but has that running ability as michael vick like he there's a joke that he's not just a running back but man that guy could run like it's crazy that defenders have to uh worry about him making a pass down the field but had to worry about him scrambling and turning into like this crazy running back running straight at you and could spin past you or break your ankles it's just not fair and this year he's definitely on route of having a his second MVP season, which got me looking at his cards a little bit harder. I mean, I have like a couple Lamar's, but I don't have a rookie, and I I should probably get it. But he's amazing too, and he's one of the more dominant run QB. Ooh, I was calling him running back, quarterback, quarterback this today, and he's the future of the league. This uh new college-like NFL QBs that could run the option on a shotgun but also throw it over you it's crazy and that goes to uh uh, Justin Herbert I think he could scramble too but I I think he's more of a pocket passer and I've definitely seen some throws from him that make me think that he he'll definitely be somebody to deal with in the future I think uh some of the passes I saw last year uh are plays that elite experienced quarterbacks do and he's just like a rookie in in his second year so naturally we're thinking that he's just gonna keep getting better and better and he should especially i mean as long as, as he as he has a good offense around him and a good system you know he'll be fine but he's making a good name for himself and i'm sold on him but i definitely gotta see a little bit more but he's definitely somebody to invest in right now and then lastly the great Kyler Murray and you know how I felt about him I said he was the best quarterback uh, a couple of weeks ago and kind of still feel the same although Lamar Jackson is definitely putting up some more ex- crazy numbers and yeah but still Kyler is just incredible and has the combination of a uh, Russell Wilson and then has the passing like a uh, Aaron Donald not to say that Russell, did I say Donald? Aaron Rodgers, but not to say that Russell Wilson can't throw bombs. I mean, he he has a great arm too, but but more crazier like Aaron Rodgers is what I saw Kyler Murray, and he's definitely exciting. He's definitely worth investing in as well. And with that said, who am I going to pick? I I know he's having a bad season this year, but I can't go against Patrick Mahomes. I think he will continue to. Well, it's going to get worse in the future because. That contract has yet to kick in and then we'll see how the management manages to uh field good teams around him where he could still produce well because i don't know i don't think he's always going to have a tyree killer that could catch whatever bomb he's throwing (laughs) with his eyes closed or eyes closed and uh travis kelsey i don't know if he's still going to be there you know and that's the big uh, question mark with Mahomes and He's not like a traditional uh just seven or just drop back and then make that crazy pass downfield or in tight spots. Feel like he's more of a gunslinger backyard football, let me extend the play and find somebody else who's wide open. Uh, and that's kinda why like I still have, have yet to see the footage, but teams have figured out that not blitzing him and giving him all the time in the world. But sending more coverage downfield is the answer to stopping Mahomes and that's kinda sounding really weird. Because in football, like if you give a quarterback enough time, especially a really good quarterback, elite quarterbacks, if you give them enough time, they're always gonna make the pass. But that seems to not be the case for Patrick Mahomes. And I just don't know why. And but my theory is is that he's just not willing to make the quick pass or these these passes in tight areas that guys like Stafford could throw to or Justin Herbert, you know, or Lamar Jackson. And yeah, I should probably watch I should probably watch more of Mahomes games to get a better picture of what they're not doing right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like I'm still picking in Mahomes. Like I he still has the best talent. Uh not as fast as Lamar Jackson, uh, but still has legs and his arm is just crazy crazy accuracy you could throw it anywhere down the field and yeah and just good instincts in the pocket and i'll take that over anything uh i would go with uh man with lamar he's playing so well i would go with lamar two kyler three i love josh allen but you're at four and justin herbert you're too young or you're not as old as these other people so i'll put you at five and yeah with that said that is the episode hopefully you enjoyed that little recap and next week of course Jared Goff Rams 5-1 and till so then uh peace and listen to the other episode too <laughs> we have an NBA episode and yeah enjoy that peace